You're listening to the Crochet Conversations podcast with Ines and Mel, and this is episode 37, The Truth Behind Machine Made Crochet. Hello, happy Sunday everyone. Welcome back to another episode of ours. Hi guys, welcome back. I hope you've had a good week. Lots of whip completions. Lots of, uh, what was it? Jo- join as you join as you J-go. go. <laughs> Lots of jagos going on. How's your crochet week been, Mel? I'm really working hard on my cardigan. I'm waiting to use TGIF on it soon, <laughs> hopefully. Actually, I have been quite good with my projects With too. all your whips? Okay. I've, I've completed um, one tote bag. Right. <laughs> Just one tote bag. I see you working on so many whips at the same time. Like in a I, day, I can see you switching like five whips at a time. I am working between like two or three things at the moment. I'm never really just, I'm never mono whip, right? So I, right. I always have at least three or four active whips. Right. So right now, I know some of you guys always ask what I'm working on currently. So right now, I'm actually working on a top for myself. It's just that I have a pattern that's tried and tested, but I decided to use a different yarn this time that it's a lot thinner, and now I'm using a 2.5 millimeter crochet hook. Right, so the so size that, is a little bit off? Yeah, so that kind of really messes up with my stitch count, so it's a lot of re-experimenting, with, which is a little frustrating. Hmm. But apart from that, I worked on a tote bag, which is now done, and I'm working on a series of mini Trinity Stitches card cases, which will be up on the website soon. So I'm oh, those look really cute. Pretty, yeah, I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. So anyway, that's my crochet week. I've actually been really looking forward to this week's episode. Actually, so have I, because it's something that people ask me all the time. All the time, and I right? Feel, yeah. I feel frustrated enough that it's enough to spur me into making an episode about it. Not not really frustrated at being asked, but frustrated and in, and annoyed at the industry, like the fashion industry right, on the course. whole, for perpetuating like misinformation about what crochet really is. Yeah. So this episode, like let's really talk about that. Yeah, there's so much so much things to talk about. Yeah, there really is a lot to talk about. And so let's talk about the title of this episode, The Truth Behind Machine Made Crochet. And I'm just going to give you the straight answer, and it's that there is no such thing as machine made crochet. The reason we titled it this way, and I don't want you guys to feel like this is uh, like clickbait sort of titling, but I feel like it's important to understand that that's what people view crochet as, like fashion crochet. Like that's how people view it. That there is that they think there's actually a machine out there. Yeah, that, that can makes do this. crochet. So that there is actually machine made crochet. And I have been asked, like, so like, what's the truth behind it? Like, how much do you actually make? Like, how much money is it? How cheap is it really to machine make crochet? No, no. Tell me honestly. You know, don't give me your artistry, artist crochet, artist bullshit. But right. tell me straight up facts. And so I, that that conversation was sort of playing in my mind when we decided to title this episode the way it is. So in this episode, I'm going to break down the different sections of machine-made crochet, quote-unquote, and how problematic it is, mm-hmm. and really clarify once and for all what can be machine-made and what cannot be machine-made. So the straight answer, like I said, is that crochet cannot be machine-made. 
let's not talk about if you give an AI machine or whatever to do it. Obviously, one machine, one AI machine could do it. But when we're talking about the old mechanics, like a big machine that you see in regular factories, yeah. the only types of work or like fabrics that they can produce are knit. So you can produce knit in a machine because it's basically just looping one loop into another loop into another loop. Yeah. And a machine can sort of predict where that loop will be and transfer one loop onto another. Therefore, you are able to knit machine. So knitted, big knitted pieces, even then in a machine, you can only produce really big knitted pieces. Yeah. Ultimately, when it's done, someone still needs to sit behind that big knitted fabric, cut it into shape, sew it down, and then package it and sell. Right. So it's not like this person is able to, or this machine is able to knit intricate designs with cuff and, you know, like shoulders, yeah. the way a real artist knitter is able to do it. Right, so it's really just very simple stitches over and over again. Yeah, that produces one big square or rectangular piece of fabric. And if a machine is able to create um, something more complex, it's probably just like a loom, like a knitting, like a circular knitting loom. Right, those kind of smaller machines. Yeah, which you can buy at home and keep it in your house and it creates like an infinite circle yeah, I've seen those, upon yeah. each other. But when that's done, you kind of have to still take it apart and use like the intricacies of a human hand and mind to, to finish up the product. To construct something together. So even though I say that it's possible to machine make knit it's, it's still reliant on a human's creativity yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, there's still, still that step two process. Yeah, there's still that human touch element that a machine cannot, cannot give. Yeah. So let's talk about this same concept, but switch it to crochet instead. Now, crochet is done, you know, every stitch is made by hand, similar to knit, not that knit isn't. But crochet is uniquely different in a, like, in a separate way. Right, because it's got many layers and crochet is incredibly textured. I mean, that's why you get thicker fabrics and all. And each stitch of crochet is so complex that so far, no machine is able to recreate what a human hand can create with crochet. Yeah. And so for this reason, it's not possible to have a machine that is able to like crochet. When I'm talking crochet, I mean true crochet, you know, crochet yeah. created by hand. And the reason I say that so far no machine is able to do it is because of the way the stitches are situated. So in knit, all you do is you hold up a loop and you just put a placeholder in it and then you put the next loop in it. Mm -hmm. And the placeholder is basically the knitting needle itself. Yeah. You know, that's why you collect loops on your needle because they're sort of like a placeholder. But ultimately, you don't do anything with the loops until you get back to that place. In the terms, in the sense of crochet, each stitch you work in is actually working into a previous stitch. So you create a stitch and then you build another stitch on top of it. So the next stitch is really dependent on how the previous stitch is being made. And there's no machine so far that's able to isolate different strands and decide which strand to pick up depending on the stitch variation we do. Yeah, it's virtually impossible, I think. Yeah, exactly. Say we want to do like a front or back post. How in the world is a machine supposed to isolate a post, a single post? Yeah to front and back posts 
you know, pick it up and go through and come back out. It would be too complex. And, and there's just too many layers, right? It's too many layers and I think it's too much programming to do as well. I mean, if we're thinking about in terms of just programming a machine to do it, I think it would be too complicated. Yeah. Because ultimately, being able to isolate just different strands for itself still requires a human's sort of touch. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it still requires like a human's brain to think and individually pull out one stitch. Yeah. And... Let's okay, front post is easy. We we'll talk about back post. Yeah, we're gonna talk about switching between front post and then back post and then front post and then back post. I just find that it's it's cr- it's crazy to think a machine might do that. Yeah, even if we, you know, don't talk about front post or back post, a foundation stitch like a single crochet would be considered too complicated for a machine. I would think. Yeah, exactly, and. You know, if we break it down to why that's not possible, we need... It's not just as simple as putting a loop into a hook or or whatever, right? When you do a single crochet, you know you pick up the top two strands. You know, there is a natural gap in between the spaces where the two stitches sit. Yeah. So there's one stitch and then there's a space and then there's another stitch. And crochet works into that space. Yeah. It's correct. not working into a stitch. And I don't think so far, at least that's what it seems, no machine is able to understand the concept of space between things. Yeah. They can gauge how far it can travel, but it can't gauge to that minuscule level where it you know, it identifies... With such precision, right? Yeah, and then go in and pick up both loops and then <laughs> do an action of yarning over and then pulling it's it back the, out. Yeah, it's the yarn over, yeah. That's insane. And what if we have double travel? <laughs> Don't even need to talk about that. You know, in the last episode, we talked about... A triple... Uh, what was it? A front post triple treble. A front post double, double treble. treble. Can you imagine a machine doing that and still be able to continue into chains and working back can you imagine a machine doing like a pico stitch that's insane i don't think it's possible now you can argue that a machine is able to create a chain stitch but a chain stitch is basically just a loop in a loop in a loop in a loop in a loop and you may be able to create that but you're just gonna have one hella long strand I don't know what you would do with a really long chain. <laughs> with yeah, with one hella long strand of, you know, just chain stitch. So, if you wanna, if like if you wanna be really technical, then yes, a machine can crochet. There can be a crochet machine that does a chain stitch, and that's all. That's all, all it can does, do. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's just nothing else to it. Let's not even talk about stitch variations at this point. We're just talking about basic stitches. Yeah. Can you imagine if we introduce variables such as stitch variations? <laughs> My mind is blown. If I'm a machine, I would just Give short up. circuit. And yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's let's move on to something else. The machine itself. Now, if you Google a crochet machine you will actually find one crochet machine. It it actually markets itself as a crochet machine. But it's only in the name of it. It's just the name that was given to it. Mm -hmm. It's called Crochet Knitting Machine. Right. Okay. And this is an industry-level machine by the brand. I think the manufacturer of this brand is called like Comes. Yeah. C-O-M-E-Z. And the name of this machine 
it's a really long name, so brace yourself. It's crochet knitting machine with long throw device. And the subtext is for elastic and non-elastic bandages for medical and orthopedic uses. Wow, so specific. Yes. So it's a machine that can create some sort of crochet knit look-alike, but it's the name of it. And let me explain why. These machines are used by industries to mass produce what looks like crochet, so like crochet look-alike. But it's actually a kind of embroidery or like weaving embroidery that mimics the look of crochet on the outside. But if you if you hold it up and look at it, it's actually layers of like, you know, like pasta sort of laid on top of each other. So it's like the oh. strand being laid on top of each other and then sewn down into shape. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I understand what you mean. So it's not really, you don't really have any loops going on. It's just one long strand being like stitched up in loops and loops and loops and okay. loops. And these machines sometimes uses two strands that interweave kind of like a sewing machine, but it's not like true crochet. Where it's where only it's one. it's created using one strand and a hook. Right. Right, because if you take, say, if you, even if you put one strand and you change the variable of the hook, to like needles, then it changes art form altogether. Yeah, it's it not crochet knit. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and if you put it on a loom, it becomes weaving. You know, yeah. it's it's not what makes crochet. Crochet needs a hook. And the interesting thing is that I actually saw this machine in Germany because two years ago when we were in Germany, we visited this industry exhibition where they had a section full of textiles and fabrics and they were selling not the fabric itself, but the machine that creates yarn. Oh, okay. So there are some machines that actually take, say for example, plastic bottles and turn them into little pellets that can then be turned into yarn. Uh, there are other machines that I saw that actually make yarn. Uh, we have a vlog of this on our YouTube channel. Mm. I didn't really I didn't really vlog a lot or go in depth into it. I just wanted to showcase a general idea of where I was and what I was seeing. But feel free to go to our YouTube channel. I think you will just like Cricut Crochet, right? Yeah. Go to our YouTube channel, it's one of our earlier vlogs uh, of when we were in Germany and you can take a look at these machines that I saw. And I did actually see this Comez, you know, machine. like crochet knit machine. Uh -huh. And it's exactly as it sounds, it's it's an embroidery machine lookalike that creates long bands of what looks like like spandex almost like right you know when you have a wound and you put that elastic bandage over you uh -huh. it looks like that so, so it's kind of like woven um and like lace detailed so my question is based on what you saw mm -hmm. does it really mimic a, cro a crochet stitch it doesn't even come close oh okay as long as you are aware of what crochet actually looks like when you look at it up close, it doesn't even compare. Right. You can tell, you can clearly Immediately, tell. Immediately, yeah. Because it's so flat and there are some parts where the yarn doesn't even touch each other. Oh, okay. It's just sort of like laid in a design on a flat sheet and just everything is stitched down. Right. That's kind of where I feel like the misinformation comes from. Yeah. That people think that crochet can be machine made because there is a, if you Google it, yeah, there's something that's called there will, Crochet Machine. Yeah, exactly. There will be a machine that pops up with the name Crochet Machine. Right. <sighs> okay, so now that we've sort of, you know, explained a little bit, I know it's a long explanation, but now that we've explained a little bit into what can and cannot be cr 
the machine made and what true crochet really is versus you know crochet can we say imitation yeah so okay so let's just use the word crochet imitation for the rest of this episode and i hope you guys know that i'm referring to what you know like the machine the fake crochet (laughs) and i want to say fake crochet you know so like imitation yeah okay so the big question here that we get asked all the time is if you claim that crochet cannot be machine made then what the hell am i seeing in the stores right those affordable crochet pieces yeah, right affordable crochet pieces so there's always two two it's one or the other right so one of them is that it's the fake crochet and usually those the are imitation crochet yeah. i mean yeah <laughs> the imitation crochet and usually those are really really cheap yeah and they're really bad quality so wash it once or twice you know it's all gonna come apart yeah and the second one is that it's actually truly crochet like if you recognize true crochet i'm pretty sure you've walked into like an h&m or forever 21 or or zara or you know one of the high street brands and you've picked up something that you know and recognize to be truly crochet where does that come from because having said all that i've said and seeing true crochet in stores, firstly, it appears to be mass produced because you know you can walk into different stores of the same brand across the country and they're all gonna have that same thingy in different sizes. Yeah. Right? And it's you know, it's relatively cheap. So I feel like those two things, those two facts cannot really coexist. And I think that's what's confusing people when I say crochet cannot be machine made. And let me tell you the answer now. The reason you can get that in shops is because of sweatshops. Yeah. AKA modern day slavery. Yeah, that's a very reasonable explanation. Unfortunately, that's just the the reality of things that the crochet you see in stores is, I'm pretty sure, like 99% made by modern day slaves and let me explain what that is i'm sure all of you know what sweatshops are but if you don't know a sweatshop is basically a huge factory that employs like and underpays women and children and people who are desperately in need and put them into manual labor to create lots and lots of products for really really cheap and a lot of times these people like these children and women and you know, like underprivileged people, populations of people, they're underpaid. It's not fair trade labor. They're working, you know, long, long, long hours, 12, 13, 14 hours, sometimes throughout the night in poor working conditions. They don't have any health benefits. They're basically paid the equivalent of like, what, like five USD a month. And they go back and support their families with this small amounts. A lot of the times, these sweatshops are located in Southeast Asian countries, like for example, India, Vietnam, uh, whereas Indonesia, China, right? China, lots of them, and uh, Cambodia. And, you know, we are in Singapore, and we are in the heart of Southeast Asia. And so we see a lot of our neighboring countries, we see the quality of life they have, and it's it's re- it's really depressing, you know. Yeah. And to know that we buy into 
the industries that help fuel these unfair working conditions. Yeah, businesses just take advantage of them, you know? I think we did mention in a previous episode, right, that if you get really, really cheap, um, how you can get crochet for really cheap is that sweatshops employ people who work in sections. Yeah. And so, like, one person does this and another person does that. And ah, right. that's why you get it really cheap. And I think we might have hinted once or twice at this episode that's coming up, like this one we're talking about. But it's just a lot of these sweatshops are located in like really disaster-ridden countries because these people would be desperate for business and they're not really in a position to choose, yeah. right? Because yeah, they, correct. they, you know, they whatever cent and dollar they can earn... Yeah, whatever work they can find, they will just do it. Yeah, they'll do it. And it's just really sad to see big corporations take advantage of that. Yeah. And I guess this is the only way that they can earn a profit, right? By drastically underpaying these workers. Exactly. That's a really good question. I mean, you've kind of got to ask yourself how much these workers, like these women and children, are actually being paid to allow these big companies to sell you something that's affordable and still Still turn a profit. profit. Right. And be like freaking millionaires and billionaires out of that yeah. you know like just take not even in crochet like fast fashion like any t-shirt we know a basic t-shirt I mean by now it's like all over the media right a basic t-shirt takes lots of nat- nature resources as well as human resources to make you know what more crochet that needs like true crochet that needs to be done stitch entirely stitch, handmade yeah by hand and beyond just one piece, they've got to make thousands of pieces to be sent across the world. And they're not the profits that they get is not even going to them. And they're the makers of it, you know? I know of some, um, there's a, like a local jewellery brand here in Singapore that's quite big. You know, she used to create jewellery by hand herself. Like she would sit in her studio and work. But after a while, she got so big that she started outsourcing her the production process to a factory in Cambodia. Right. And when the media found out about it, because she was quite popular and she kind of branded herself as, oh, like, you know, I am entirely bespoke handmade jewellery. Mm-hmm. When they asked her, do you still consider yourself handmade bespoke? If you are sending your designs to Cambodia, having it made really cheap and bringing, back it, bringing it back here to Singapore and selling it for thousands... And she had the audacity to say, it's it's still handmade. It's just not, not handmade my hand. by me <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, it's handmade by somebody. And that's like a gross misrepresentation of what handmade is and entirely taken advantage. And I know that big corporations think that way. Like when they sell you something that's, you know, quote unquote handmade, it's not really handmade. There's still some element of it that's done, you know, in a factory. And like even us, we don't spin our own yarn, right? We still yeah. buy into the yarn yarn industry that makes use makes use of like women and children to dye the yarn and pull the strands and yeah. you know collect the wool from from all the different farms and it still requires that you know and there's nothing we can do about it unless we work we look for a more sustainable yarn option. Yeah, I think the difference is when we talk about handmade, we are talking about a one piece. Uh, a unique product bespoke. that we are doing it by hand but these businesses are doing it mass production right yeah that's so right so I don't think it should be considered as handmade in that sense exactly and it's not just 
mass production of one thing. It's multiple designs yeah. of multiple things. Exactly. And I feel so sorry for like the. Ch- Can you imagine the children? And a lot of you know, like I said earlier, a lot of these factories are in very poor conditions. They don't even have good lighting sometimes. You know, just go Google sweatshop into uh, like you say YouTube, and the videos that come up is enough to like give you nightmares. Like, don't talk about you know having the right to. You know, I don't know, internet, God knows, you know, some of these places don't even have internet. They don't yeah. even have shoes to wear to go to the factory. It's really, it's, it's really, really sad, actually. So if you think fast fashion is horrible, can you imagine how much worse crochet fast fashion is? Yeah. You know, and it's, I hate it that just because it's the trend now, you know, you see on TikTok so many people, yeah. there's so many young I want to say children. Are they like 16, 17, 18? Yeah. Youth. Okay, children. (laughs) (laughs) Who are just so into crochet because it's the trend. And they see all these like girls on TikTok who are making crochet pieces and they don't know how to crochet but they just want that trend. So they go out and buy all these crochet things and crochet pieces are in so... Like there's super high demand. Yeah. Or, or at least this is the culture that we are seeing here in Singapore from my point of from our point of view. Yeah. I don't know how it is in other countries, but for here in Singapore at least that's what's going on. And so people come to me and say, I want a crochet top for like twenty dollars. Twenty dollars. How soon can you get it to me? Yeah. And I have to sort of, you know, take a deep breath and say, Hi, little girl. <laughs> Do, do you understand what you're asking for? You know, crochet takes this amount and this amount and it, you know, it's this and this and this and, you know, it's bespoke so I've got to measure you because everything is, is made to measure. I need, I need you to know it takes me like two, three weeks, sometimes even longer yeah. if your order comes after a bunch of custom orders I received. Because it's not like I get your order and I work on it immediately, right? Yeah. I still have other custom other projects, orders. yeah. And other projects and teaching schedules. So, with that in mind, it's this amount and this amount and this time frame and are you able to wait three weeks and pay $70 for something? Yeah. And these children go, what? That's insane. I can get it cheaper at Topshop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Forever 21. And they don't understand that what they're buying is not, it's not fair. It's not, it's not fair crochet. Now we yeah. have a new term like this. Fair, fair crochet. Yeah. Unfair crochet. <laughs> Unfair crochet. Now I know it all seems very dire and very like very serious. It yeah. is kind of a serious it, topic. It is, yeah. But there is still a simple solution to how you can get crochet items for yourself that's not either machine made, fake machine made, or made in a sweatshop. And that is to shop your small local businesses from your local artists, your crochet artists. And you know when you buy from them, your your local small crochet business, your money isn't going to some, you know, millionaire's pocket buying their ninth Malibu beachfront property. Yeah. You know the money goes to real people with real bills to pay and, and help feed us and our children. You know you're feeding families when you do that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so sad that big companies buy into this crochet trend to earn a quick buck. And it really undervalues the real handmade crochet that we do. And it undermines all the hard work that we put into our business, you know? Yeah, so if you have 
If you have friends or if you know anybody that still believes that crochet can be machine made and sold for really cheap, you know, send them this link to this episode and we will help you yeah, explain it to we them. We will gladly explain to them in detail. Because the fact is that crochet cannot be machine made. Yeah. It's not possible. Who knows what the future holds? We have flying cars and self crocheting hooks. Who knows, right? But as of this moment, it's just not possible. And because it's not machine made, if you want to have something that's crocheted, it all has to be made by hand. Every single stitch has to be built up individually, painstakingly, blindingly. And if you ask for something in black, please don't. <laughs> because it's so hard to see in black. There's just no no way ar- around, around it. it. Yeah. And if you get something that's crocheted in, you know, for like, say, a bag or whatever, it could be anything. You need to know that real man hours are being put in it. You're not, every dollar you pay is not being cut into, you know, like 10 cents goes to, you know, the packaging. Another 10 cents goes yeah. to the, you know, like the factories and you know, the delivery, it's not. Every single cent goes into the time that's being stitched in to your work. And I can't emphasize that enough because as someone who crochets and I see other people who crochet, it's so easy to see a really beautiful piece of work condensed into 15 minutes on YouTube. Yeah. Or worse, 15 seconds (laughs) on TikTok. But what actually goes in is like 15 hours, 15 days of work, sometimes 12 months. Yeah, and the thing is, I can 100% guarantee you whatever that is handmade, the quality is, you know, Yes, yeah, so much better. Yeah. I find it funny that people think handmade is not as good as machine made. I think it's just the idea that like a machine can produce something more sturdy and if it's handmade. I don't know, I find it funny. You know, I have I have a story to share. When I was when we were doing one of the art markets, I think a couple years ago, uh, somebody came up to, you know, the the our our stall, our booth and said, Oh, what is this? It's it looks like knit. So I said, Oh it's crochet, it's it's not knit, but yeah, it's it's kinda similar where we use yarn but you know, in the thing yeah. is I did my whole spiel, right? Right. And this person said, Oh, you did it by hand? Why don't you just buy it from the factory? <laughs> and I said, What do you mean buy it from the factory? And she yeah. said, Oh it is just get it machine made. It's better quality, it's stronger, it lasts better, uh, it lasts longer and it's just better. So I said Oh, you know, that's not how mach- machine-made stuff works. It, like, people pay for handmade. Handmade is better. And she goes, what? No, of course not. Machine-made is better. Like, you trust the machine. You, you don't want, like, a, a handmade, like, greeting card. You want it properly done in the machine. Yeah. And so I think people have an idea that things done in the machine is proper. And you can trust the quality because it produces the same thing over and over again. Right without human error right but it's the same cheap thing (laughs) over and over again and i think what makes crochet wonderful is that every piece is kind of like infused with the personality of the person that's what's special about it right yeah with infused with the personality of the person crocheting it yeah i read somewhere somebody said that handmade stuff should be treated like it's a luxury good it should be it is you know what i mean and you know what? Luxury goods are handmade. Exactly. So it's the other that, way around. By that concept, it should be treated like a luxury good. All, yeah. all branded bags are exactly. handmade. So I did tell her, 
you do you know like people pay for handmade things they paid for the thousand she's like oh show me that that day <laughs> and I'll buy something it's like okay sure you walk into any say everybody knows Chanel yeah everybody knows Dior you know everybody knows Gucci and all these brands like the clothes that you see are the way it is because it's Handmade. handmade exactly no leather bag that you buy is not handmade it's somebody actually crafting it you know and I think um, recently I think Dior has been putting out lots of videos on their Instagram uh-huh. showing the behind the scenes of how it actually is being made because I think they're trying to you know change the perception of what handmade really is Yeah. and try to put a value to their work because it's not just one person it's one person's value that's accumulated over decades decades of hard work yeah and I think that's important because until you see it it's very hard to believe that even the sewing yeah thread is it's, hand sewn stitch by stitch yeah it's you know? stitched by yeah exactly and you know it's i i'm not trying to compare ourselves yeah. to these luxury brands but the concept is the yeah, same correct when That's you what, get yeah. a bag or crochet anything from any crochet artist you're getting it you know really every stitch is put in stitch after stitch and it's slow it takes time and when we talk about crochet not being not being able to be machine made like a machine might be able to create one thing over and over again but a machine is not going to be able to spend 10 years trying to get better and better and better at what they right, do that's true. and for that reason even if crochet could be machine made and even if you could buy something that's knit machine made you're still going to want to support that local knitter in your neighbourhood, yeah. that local crocheter, because they're able to put in value that you cannot get from a machine, yeah. like artistic and... In- experience. That- yeah, right. exactly. And it's just it's just something different. There's just a quality to something that's handmade. Yeah, definitely at the end of the day, a machine has that limitations, right? Exactly. And when it comes to crochet... You cannot machine Machine made. made, Yes. (laughs) So anyway, I know this episode has been a long, draggy one. I just feel that it's important as a crochet artist to, you know, speak up for all the other crochet artists around that have to face this question and maybe some of them don't even know because, you know, three years ago, I probably didn't even know either. I just know that I want to crochet and I crochet and... There are lots of people because crochet is the trend who are now going to crochet artists and demand something so unrealistic because machines have made things so affordable that they don't understand the value of handmade. And if you're a crochet artist out there and somebody's going to underpay you for something you're going to spend hours doing, yeah. please don't. I hope nobody's being underpaid just because some someone's able to get it some, cheaper yeah. at like Zara <laughs> or whatever it is. Please don't. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Please leave a comment on our Instagram or send us a message with your thoughts. And if you have other information about this that you think would be good to share, I'd love to do a part two of this where we come back and share some of your experiences with our listeners. Because every time we research an episode, we learn a lot too, right? Yeah, I never sure. knew that this the name of this machine, you know, the crochet machine was actually for medical purposes. Yeah. I never knew that. But anyway, 
Send us a message. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. We are at Crooked Crochet SG, or you can drop us a WhatsApp at plus six five nine one two seven two seven four three, or email us Crooked Crochet SG at gmail.com. But I'd love to see your Instagram instead because I'm not anywhere else. And check back every Sunday. New episodes get released at twelve noon. Uh, that's Singapore time, which is uh, GMT plus eight plus eight Greenwich Mean Time plus eight. So look forward to another exciting episode next week. It's also an informative episode. So uh-huh. until then, I'll see you next week. Bye, Bye-bye. guys. Bye.